Promo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey guys, this is Simo and welcome to instalment three of our Thong Slappers short story series titled To The 60. In this episode, Redman Jack Thompson talks about the mysterious disappearance and reappearance of the famed Valiant panel van, Blue Crush. It's a story very close to my heart as I stare at this car in my backyard on a daily basis. Cheers. Missing Mopar, the Blue Crush Valiant van, written by Simon Major. Take a walk in my shoes. It's 1982, you're 21, and life is great. You've been with Lynn for just on a year. She's mastered the Farrah Fawcett sweep and would give any chick on the Paul Hogan show a run for their money. Six hard years of slog at Acacia Ridge GMH plan has paid dividends, and you're now foreman. The youngest in memory, according to the blokes that have been there since 66, and the Commodore should stick around for a few years yet. The extra money will help, as you're close to popping the question, but there are a few jobs to finish on your dream van. A Chrysler Pano you named Blue Crush, but your valiant hating mates called Wog Thrush. You've seen enough Holdens at work to last you a lifetime, and the old man has owned Valiants for years, so you know they're a good thing. His advice still rings in your ears. They're heavy on tyres and they're heavy on fuel. But mate, they'll never let you down. So far he's been right. It was only three years old when you picked it up back in 1980. The Stella Blue Sports Pack in Brian Burt's used car yard looked sweet and the 318 went like the clappers too. It's changed a bit since then. A front spoiler and bubble window took ages to arrive but fitted nice, as did the Commodore buckets you picked up. The cops sent you to Dutton Park with the machinery for the headlight covers, fat TAs and being too low. That was nothing a crank on the torsion bars and borrowing the wheels off your mum's VJ didn't fix. They didn't even notice the dodge diff that you blocked off the smog gear. Dumbasses. What were they going to think now? A tunnel ram has been on for two weeks so far. So good. After seeing Mr Damage at the show, it just had to be done. The side pipes shoot the flames away so Aussie crawls Sirocco can be cranked up at full noise with the tailgate up. It just needs matching 10-inch turbine mags for the rear and it's done. It's a Wednesday night and you're staying at Lynn's. A dad Bill says you can park in the shed, but you decline. You don't want to wake up the house when you kick it in the guts at Sparrow's fart. You needn't have worried. The next morning, Lynn's driveway is the emptiest place on earth, and no amount of driving around or phone calls to the police have made your stolen van reappear. You didn't hear a thing. The sergeant at Mitchie Station tells you not to hold your breath, and you best start sorting out your claim with the insurance company. If there was one. Insurance was one of those things that you meant to do, but just never made a priority. So you're left with no van and a two grand car loan to pay off. Now, it's 2014. Where have all the years gone? You and Lynn just celebrated your 30th anniversary, and she's still a hottie, even after the kids. Once they can, the Gemini was all over at the Acadia Ridge, and you lost your job. Smack bang in the middle of the interest rates, creeping towards the high 10. Thank you very much. You nearly lost the house too but a friend's dad saw your potential and got you a nice stable government job at the electricity board, which kept the walls from the door. You've since worked your way up and life is good, but every now and then you hear a golden oldie from the crawl and your mind wanders back to the Blue Crush van and the pain of losing her. A heavy knock at the door thumps you back to reality and you ease yourself away from the Sunday paper. The crackle of a police radio on the side of two officers at the door gives you instant goosebumps. 
Oh shit, is it one of the kids? Kate's still on her peas, or maybe it's one of the boys. Mr. Shumway, a young constable looks about Brian's age, asks, oh, This is a bit of an odd one, sir, but did you own a blue Chrysler wagon back in the 80s? Queensland Rego 390OJF. It was a panel van, you correct him. Stolen in 82. Um, well, your cars have been found. You're shitting me. Uh, a bunch of old cars have been found on a property and it's a deceased estate. The public trustee believes they're stolen. How on earth did they find me? Surely the records would be long gone. We found a handbook with your name in it and did some searching and here we are. Yep, Dad made me scrub out the original owner's name and write mine in it. He was such a stickler for shit like that. Would you be willing to come and identify it? That's a given. You spend the next couple of days wondering how it's going to look. Maybe you can fix it up. Or not. It's rooted. Years spending the weather have done it no favours. The side of your pride and joy left to rot tugs at your heartstrings, but it's balanced by a strange feeling of closure after so many years. A burly copper strides over. The mat will be like a fish tank left open like that, he says. I bet the back saw some action in its day though. Eh, not nearly enough. A scrappy will be here on the weekend who can sort it out for you. No charge, he offers. Not a chance. You don't lose cars like this twice. There's a young bloke up the road who owns a couple of these. You're better off to go to him, in case there's something that can be salvaged. A year later, it's still perched up against his back fence, a yard ornament of the best kind for a van tragic. It's so familiar, yet seems so distant. You wonder if ever owning this happened, or was it just a figment of your wild imagination? The end.